0: There's pros and cons to island living is what I tell people. And for me, the easygoing, laid back feel of it and me not having any anxiety about working or finding something to eat or paying a bill, that
1: anxiety doesn't happen for me. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five hey friend are you looking to land a remote gig asap well did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox i'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every wednesday we have done hours of research so you don't have to If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Anquanette, who is a food and travel entrepreneur, freelance writer, blogger, and social media influencer who shares the beauty of the Caribbean culture and food. Oftentimes, when stories are told about Caribbean culture, it is through the perspective of storytellers from outside the region. Born and raised in St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, Anquanette uses her blog, cruisinfoodie.com, to share her experiences in a way that is authentically Caribbean. So listen on to find out how Anquanette has been able to become a Caribbean travel entrepreneur everyone thank you so much for being here i am really excited for my guest today i'm here with N-Connect. hey how are you hello hey debbie hey everyone thank you for doing this we met the beginning of this year, when I was in Saint Croix, we met for like not even an hour, for like a few minutes. But I loved you so much. I knew I needed to, to like keep in touch with you. The love was mutual. It was, and you have this aura about you that I was just like, okay, I, I w- and I was so sad, Anquinette, that I met you the last night last I was night. there. Yeah. <laughs> Because I would have like reached out to you every day, be like, uh, "I need Let's to hang out with you." <laughs> yeah, and I would have been like, "Let's go. What do you want to do? You want to
0: go house? You want to go drinking? <laughs> you want to go like drink? You know, drink with some pigs? What do you want to do? We can do it.
1: Oh and my I would god!" Be still for it. I know. And that's that's you. That's your personality. That's why I love it. So I want to share you with everybody and what you do because you're doing something so unique for your island. Right. And also what you do is really incredible. So can you tell us more about you and why you live an offbeat life?
0: Of course. I am Anquanette Gaspard, I'm born and raised in St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So I I's am a Caribbean girl. I am a West Indian. I have, talk with, I have a little dialect. I have my accent that I will talk with. So I'm going to talk in it the whole time because they probably won't understand me for most of
1: it. So I don't clean it up,
0: Right. But um, I was, you know, growing up here in the Caribbean, like, people always tell you that your parents will say you they want you to be a doctor, an engineer, a nurse. You have to have some sort of, you know, big role, if you will, or a big um, career. And I kind of started on that path where I was into, I got my MBA. I went, I got my degree, my undergrad in finance and stuff. I worked for a Fortune 500 company and I absolutely hated it. (laughs) It was just not, it just was not what I enjoyed. It wasn't what I expected it to be. I realized that I was too much of a, a free spirit, too much Opinionated for corporate America and we just were not meshing. And that's what kind of led me to live the offbeat life. And believe it or not, I got fired from a job, which was my first job that I was ever fired from. And that was my like, you know what? I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to continue making someone else's dream come true. And that was the defining moment for me in 2015. And that was the year that I Moved to Spain in October of 2015 and I lived abroad for some time. And when I came back, I decided that I would start a food tour business here on St. Croix, which is where I'm from. The writing was just something I always did, you know, being a freelance writer, writing about food and travel was something I was always passionate about. Then I learned that you can make money doing it. So, okay, you don't have to tell me twice. And that's been it. And I've been, you know, doing social media and Learning social media marketing and you know really fine tuning that and right now I'm really getting into video editing. It's you know I'm doing vlogmas for the month of December and I've been editing all the videos and just getting much better at it than I was before. People always tell me that I'm great on camera and you know just based on you saying how you love my aura and everything, if I can you know transpose that to camera, then I figure that that would be a great opportunity for me and um, this is allowing me to kind of fine tune that skill
1: if you will. I I mean your audio wise like your energy already ex- like it's incredible, right? Because you just have this thing about your voice where I get super excited, but if you ever meet Anquinette in person, it's like a thousand times more. Like it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> It's good energy. Is that caribbean Yes, energy. that's what that is. It's true. <laughs> and from the moment you see Anquinette until the moment you leave, like she has this huge smile on her face. Oh, that's why God. I'm not surprised that your the tour that you do is super popular because of you. Like it's like the next time. Okay, once COVID is done, I need to go back to Saint Croix, and I need, need to take to your, your yeah your tour seriously. <laughs>
0: So in case people are wondering what the tour is, so as I mentioned, I have a walking food tour company. It's called Virgin Island Food Tours. And the first tour product is called Taste of Twin City Food Tour. Twin City is a nickname for St. Croix. And I take guests to six local restaurants in the downtown Christiansted area, which is one of the main towns or the main cities. And um, they're basically eating their way through St. Croix in the downtown Christiansted area, but learning our history and our architecture, our culture, and of course, learning about us through our food and seeing how we're, you know, so intertwined and so, you know, we're, we're this melting pot of cultures here on St. Croix. And that really shines through the tour. And then you have me. And I'm I'm so excited and passionate about it because this is home. And a lot of times I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just sharing this place that I love so much with people who are visiting here who took a chance or made a commitment or made a plan to come to St. Croix. And that in and of itself just speaks volumes to me. So I'm always excited to just share St. Croix with someone who you know, thought that we were a cool place to come and visit. And I just want to tell them you made a good choice. And this is why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was so surprised by how many expats who were living in St. Croix. Mm -hmm. It was pretty incredible. Like, did this just happen recently? Because there's a lot of expats, right? Living there now. It's something that has
0: probably blown up. I want to say post-hurricanes, believe it or not. Um, So we had the major hurricanes in 2017, Hurricane Irma and Maria. We were spared of Irma here on St. Croix, but Maria did hit us. And we were just suffering for a long time, just having to deal with the repercussions of having a Category 5, this catastrophic storm. We've never experienced a storm with such high winds, 175 mile per hour winds that we sustained for over six hours and, There was just so much damage here. And I think that it was so cheap to travel here. The opportunities were pretty much endless, if you will. If you're a person who, wherever you were, you just weren't feeling it. All right, I'm gonna come to St. Croix and I'll see what happens, whether it's I'm working at a restaurant or working on a boat or whatever it is that they might want to do or they might have where they're living an offbeat life as well, where they can do social media management or whatever it is that they might doing photography and they can do it from wherever they are. And they just decided that St. Croix is a place that they're going to want to do that for.
1: For you and Quinet, what made you decide to go back to St. Croix? Because you traveled the world, you worked for a Fortune 500 company. What really pulled you back to you, your roots? I always wanted to move back home. That was never...
0: I never not wanted to move back home. That was always going to be the plan one way or the other. I just knew that when I moved back home, I didn't want to work for anybody. <laughs> that was just, that was it. That I didn't know what business I would be able to do to work for myself that would you know be profitable. I didn't know what that would look like. And when I was finished in Spain with my um, the program that I was doing, learning Spanish while I was over there... I was in London for some time with my friend because she was living, she was working for the embassy and she said, just come on over. I know how much you love traveling and whenever you want to come, you know, you have a room, a bathroom, you're good. You have your own space. And again, you don't have to tell me twice. So I went and we were there one night sitting in her flat and just talking. She's also from home, also from St. Croix. We went to high school and junior high school together. And we're just like, what are some businesses that we need on St. Croix? And we were running through the list of all these different things. The interesting thing about it is that Sincroy is such a small place. It's 84 square miles. And even after you've left, you're still so very connected to home. So you know about what's going on, what's working, what's not working, what people feel about the people who are in the, in politics. Like you still are still connected. <laughs> so that's why I was still able to have that conversation with her. And that's how I decided on the food tour. Cause I was working as a food tour guide in Miami prior to going to Spain. And I would always say, man, this would be such a great activity to have on St. Croix. Cause our food is so great and no one is highlighting it in this way. I wonder how, like when someone would bring something like this to here, that's what I would say. And, you know, I'm in London and we're chatting. I said, I guess I'm the one who's going to bring it <laughs> to St. Croix. And Yeah, and that's kind of how, that's how it came to be. That's how I was able to determine the what to bring me back home. I always had the why, because I'm home, and home is where my heart is. It's where I enjoy, it's where I feel most at peace. It's where I just kind of get grounded and become one with myself once again. That's what home does for me. So it was never a question as to why I wanted to move back home. It it was more of, what are you going to do, and how are you going to do it?
1: Yeah. And I can understand why it pulled you. I mean, I'm not from there. I didn't grow up. I was only there for like less than a week. You know, I was working when I was there. But there's something really special about that island. And, you know, especially with someone like you who's a a local there and also just the beauty of that island was just so beautiful you know and I think I don't think I hear a lot of people say they go to St. Croix and it's Mm -hmm. I don't know for me it's still a little bit of like a hidden gem you know so it is very much that way and you know it's interesting that you mentioned
0: we have so many expats that are here and trust me I'm always happy when people discover St. Croix But at the same time, I'm kind of wanting it to stay under wraps. Yeah. Because the minute it gets too busy and crowded, the culture and the place starts to change. Yep. And if you were to go to St. Thomas or St. John, you will notice that immediately. People who visit St. Croix, they'll always say, man, it really feels like an island over here. Obviously, we know St. Thomas and St. John are islands. They're bodies of land completely surrounded by water. But they don't get to feel the local energy like what you described. But they say when they come to St. Croix, they definitely feel it. They feel like they could move here and they could fall in line and they would be good. And I feel that if we get too much people coming (laughs) and visiting and wanting to stay and more local people leaving for more opportunities, then that's when we're going to see that shift. And that's also part of the reason why I'm so adamant about moving back home and staying home and living here and trying to get other people who are from home who are living away to come back home because of that reason.
1: I was just thinking about it when you were talking in Gwena, and I was like why do I feel such a connection with you even though I just met you for like like an hour and I you know what I think it is is because I also came from an island I came from the Philippines and I feel like a lot of Filipinos are like you. <laughs> yeah, They're like just very happy. You know, we, it, you know, we live in an island. So it's like, there's really not much you can complain about. If you Neither have like good, good food, <laughs> good people, you have sun, you have the beach. Like obviously oh, you can complain. Ab- yeah, oh, have you have rum. rum, you have rum. So I'm like, you know what? I always feel like it's, it's someone like you, Uncle Nat, it's like, you don't look at things as like setbacks, right? Because obviously you've had setbacks. You got fired from a job. Like you're trying to find yourself, but it's always going back to like, what do I have and what am I grateful for? And I feel like that's the type of person you are. That's why like, you're always so happy and super positive. And I try, I try. no I'm wrong. There are days when I'm yeah. just like, oh my God,
0: <laughs> if I fall into one more pothole, I'm going to go crazy. You know, <laughs> And there are quirks about island living that everybody can't take. Like, island living isn't for everybody. We do things extremely slow. For instance, yesterday I went to the bank and I dreaded go. I said, oh, my God, I don't want to go. But I had to cash this check. And the only way, it wouldn't accept the mobile deposit, so I had to go into the bank. It took me 40 minutes (laughs) in the bank (laughs) drive-thru. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Four zero. Now, my thought was you might be saying, well, it might have been faster to go inside. Nope, because when I got there, remember there's COVID. They only allow X amount of people in the bank at one time. And when I pulled up, there were already seven people in a line outside. So I figured, you know what? I'm gonna sit in my car in the air conditioning. And however long it takes, at least I'll be cool. And that <laughs> was the high, you know, it's kind of okay, it's a bad situation, but what's what's the best of the worst? in a sense. So it's better for me to sit down in my car in the AC and wait than to stand outside in the hot sun and wait.
1: (laughs) And it's it's so funny because when I went back to the Philippines like a few years ago, you know, living in New York, everything is fast paced. And I would see people taking naps in the middle of the day. And I'm like, come on, what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. And everyone was like, you need to yeah you're like they were like take a nap there's a hammock go to sleep I'm like what they were like yeah this is like when the sun is at its hottest so we don't do anything like you need to chill out and I was really bothered by that the first week once the second week hit I was like why haven't I been doing this forever and then (laughs) I was there for a month and I had to go back to New York I was like what the hell I don't like this
0: You're spoiled. That was it. That was it. That was it, Debbie. It's true. It's hard. You know, it's not that it's hard. Like adopting an island lifestyle, it really only works here. If you were to go elsewhere, you would be swallowed up and Mm chewed, swallowed up alive. And that's, again, it's a blessing. There's pros and cons to island living is what I tell people. And for me, the easygoing, laid back feel of it And me not having any anxiety about working or finding something to eat or paying a bill, that anxiety doesn't happen for me. Not that it doesn't happen for other people who are here on an island. I'm not saying that we are immune to that. I'm just saying that I would never go hungry here. Mm. If I wake up and I don't have anything to eat in my fridge, I can easily go down the road and I would be able to find food without paying for anything. Not Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to get over on someone or get something for free, but we just take care of our own. So when I say that I would never have to go hungry and I won't ever have to be without a place to live, those are two worries that I'd never have to have. And I don't think I could do that in other places. Actually, I know
1: I can't. It's a lot harder because you don't have that relationship and community as much as you have in a small town a small island like that and you know not to say there aren't things that you would like to change but overall oh, there's
0: a a lot. Yeah.
1: yeah there's a lot of this but
0: <laughs> again pros and cons right and i for for one for instance going to the grocery store i can't just say you know what i want to go and get vegan marshmallows let me go and buy those. <laughs> the, not, like, mind you, it's not like I eat vegan marshmallows all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? I want some marshmallows, but I want the vegan ones from Dandies or whoever it might be. There's, you know, two or three supermarkets that would possibly have vegan marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> and if they decided to order them this week or month or whatever it might be, the likelihood of them having it is slim to none. And let's say you wake up and or you woke up in the middle of the night and you're like, you know what, I wanna make hot chocolate or I wanna make mac and cheese because that's what I feel for. There's no stores that are really open to purchase anything to make those items. There's no Walmart, there's no Walgreens, there's no, you know, there's no late night anything to get that. You you better make you gotta figure out what you want earlier in the day, because by <laughs> by nine, ten o'clock, everything's shut down. <laughs> and so, you know, again, pros and cons. Do I, you know, do you want to purchase the coconut milk whipped cream from Ready Whip for six ninety nine in the grocery store? Mm, how bad do you want it? That's that's kind of <laughs> way the pros and the cons of it. And for me, I really don't want the whipped cream that much. I just really wanted to try it because I said, Wow, oh, it's a you know, non dairy alternative and whipped cream, I'd love to check it out, but not for seven dollars. How do we whipped cream? Now. It's like no thanks no I'm good I'm good you know and that's just part of it but yeah in terms of it being an offbeat life I just know I could wake up and I could go to the beach first thing in the morning I could work out go to the beach come home get some work done and I could do it all over again the next day
1: with a beautiful scenery yeah exactly with rum (laughs) <laughs> with rum too if I wanted to exactly and no,
0: and no one is you know no one is gonna frown upon you having a drink at 11 o'clock in the morning because I always <laughs> say you can't say you drank all day if you don't start first thing in the morning so exactly you know, I'm just
1: trying to go along with the rules here <laughs> <laughs> so And Quinette, let's talk about with everything that's happening this year with COVID, how you were able to continue to create income, especially since you had your tour company. How has that been going and how are you able to kind of maybe supplement it? One of the biggest things, of course,
0: with COVID, tourism was affected, you know, greatly all across the world. But because we're on an island, tourism is our mainstream of revenue. That's our bread and butter. When that goes away, we suffer immensely. Now, when you think of it from the hurricanes that I mentioned earlier, when the hurricanes happened in 2017, the difference then is that it was only impacting our region. And once we knew how much time would take before, for us to rebuild and get things the way we need to get it, we know that the, the flights were still going to be coming in and that would still continue. But with a global pandemic, we don't know when the end is. There's no end in sight, you know we are now gonna be creating a new normal, and life is gonna look very different for us all around. so we need to start differentiating our revenue. That's number one, but number two, it's okay, I can't make any money right now because no one's coming in. What do I do now i can I can send things out, and I figure that the same way how I realized that we needed to have a product that shared our food with people when they came here how can I have a product that would share our food with people and send it away? And that's how the Cruisian foodie goodie box came to fruition. And it's basically a treat box with six different items that are locally made here on St. Croix. And they highlight the best of our food and the things that we're really known for. And that was my pivot. That's been, you know, that's been the word for 2020 pivot. (laughs) And that was my pivot for 2020. Um, the Crucian Foodie brand is separate from Virgin Island food tours, but they are you know, very much intertwined because food is the basis of both of them. And I was able to use my Crucian Foodie brand to really share St. Croix or share the Virgin Islands with people that would either love to come here, they've been here before and they can't get back because of COVID, or largely enough, the large amount of my customers are people who are from here that haven't been able to come home or they don't have anyone here to send them any of these goodies and they're buying it like hotcakes
1: that is such a great idea and a really great way for you to think outside of the box and kind of you know in a way capitalize on or turning things around i will say yeah, you know and
0: i was able to you know bring in other local vendors and for me that was the biggest thing i mean of course obviously at the end of the day i want to make money uh, like If it don't make money, it don't make sense. My brother always said, But at the same time, I was able to touch five different vendors locally that were impacted, right? Because people aren't coming in as much. You don't have as much people, not even visitors, but even local people, because we're staying home much more than we were. We're cooking at home more than we were before. So our food industry has been impacted with our restaurants, being able to... Touch these different vendors and say, "Hey, I need eighty of whatever that item is. I need eighty fruit tarts. I need eighty pound seasoning. I need eighty pepper sauce bottles." For them, it's like, "What? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. How much you need? I got it." You know, because they're not they're not making anything as they were before. So for them, every little bit helps. And I was happy to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, and really that's a great way for you to be able to make everybody create income even during these times which is pretty incredible and you've traveled quite often you know you before this right even yeah yeah. so you know you're not stuck in that island obviously so you get to travel everywhere and you've gone to like Europe and North America and all over the world so when you do that what kind of travel insurance do you typically use? I typically use either alliance
0: or it would be um what's it? travel guard that's the other one those are the two that i feel are the they've been around for quite some time i've used them before and thankfully i've never when i say use them i purchased them before but never had to use them thankfully and i feel that like if i did have to use them they would probably be the ones to be a best help for me during a really trying time
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hear that a lot from people and I know some people who are actually stuck in a different country and they couldn't come home or they got sick because of COVID and there's like some insurance companies that actually didn't. Cover them Can you imagine That's so heartbreaking You're already there Unfamiliar place And then all of a sudden Like you get sick And then it's not covered That's why I'm really glad That I am in partnership With Integra Global Because they have a ton Of comprehensive plans And they don't ask their members To build a plan Because how do we know What we'll need I mean come on Who knew about COVID Right So their insurance Covers everything And it's all built in So if you all want to know more Check out Integra global.com and see how they can give you the coverage you'll need and maybe some you never knew you would like covid, which is, you know, it's like it's not interesting. It's so scary how it impacted everybody in the world. Right. And. It was like a blink of an eye. Yeah, it like I've never seen any of this like happen, and that's why I'm like, oh god, thank God for companies like Integral because for a lot of businesses, it's like it's a make it or break it thing. But for them, it's also like we do it because it's the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. I've heard so many horror stories that oh yeah, yep, as a pie. And I'm I'm always like. I
0: want n- nothing to do with that. I hope and pray that I never have to use my travel insurance, but it's good to have the peace of mind that they're there when you need them. Yeah, so never absolutely. travel without it. That's for sure. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you're going, well, listen, ha- get something. Do not travel internationally without insurance because the, like you said, the last thing you want is to be stuck in a foreign country in a foreign place. And God forbid, you don't even speak their language and trying to get home. Oh, man, that would just be so crazy.
1: It's really scary. But I think, too, when I talk to people about travel insurance now, they're like, yeah, because of COVID, I'm definitely Definitely getting insurance. (laughs) Like, it's not even an option. I'm going to get it. I swear to God, never again. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that's that's Mm -hmm. a good idea. (laughs) So I love asking this question and I'm really excited to ask you this. (laughs) Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for?
0: Uh, Legacy.
1: Okay, I think
0: I'll start with the easier. What I want to be remembered for someone who is an ambassador for the Virgin Islands. Whenever you saw me or see me, I don't know what's going to happen in 50 years, if I'll be here or not. But whenever you see me or saw me or had any conversation about me, the first thing that people would mention is how much I loved the Virgin Islands and how much I shared what the Virgin Islands was, what it represented and why people should want to visit here or live here or have the Virgin Islands be a part of their lives in some way. So I think that that would definitely I want that to be my legacy is how much I'm connected to these incredible islands. And the other part you said in terms of the legacy that I want to leave behind, is that correct? Did I get that mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not sure more so, but I think for me, because I'm so entwined with food and you know, making sure that the Virgin Islands food culture isn't lost, I think being a person to keep that going would probably be what I want my legacy to be. So that in 50 years, kids that are in school can be doing classes or they have a course that's about authentic Virgin Island food and how that history ties back to them, regardless of how far removed they might think they are from it, like why it's important for them to keep these traditions alive. I wanna figure out how I can keep that going right now in 2020 and beyond so that the next generation will still have it.
1: Okay, so this is a question that I'm really interested in what your answer is. Where is your favorite spot to get Crucian food in St. Croix?
0: Ooh, okay. Well, this one, they will have to we have to put it in different parts because mm. Our food is quite varied in that sense, meaning where I w- where I'm gonna go get breakfast from is not the same place where I would get lunch because they probably don't that breakfast place probably doesn't even serve lunch. <laughs> so you're, you're, it's either you're gonna be asking me like, what's your favorite like dish, meat, like you know, like am I gonna go with breakfast? Am I gonna go with go to with lunch? So I'm just gonna give you a couple parts. So for breakfast, hands down, Martha's Deli. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been around in that little location, Mid Island. Over 20 years, as long as I've been alive and I'm in my 30s. So she's been around mm-hmm. since then and she's around before that. So probably probably 40 years. And they have an authentic Crujan breakfast, which has saltfish and cucumbers and pickled cucumbers, um, chop up, which is spinach and okra with a johnny cake and a boiled egg. And um, that would be a typical cruise breakfast. They do the best ones on island, in my opinion, and they're always open. They're open six days a week. So that's where I would go for my best food in terms of breakfast. For my lunch dinner, if you will, I think Zenny's might have to be my choice because every time I go there, it's consistent. The food is always great. I love the service and I'm never disappointed with my food. And she's also one of the stops on my food tour. So it makes oh. sense that, that I would choose a restaurant as such because clearly their food is the best. <laughs> whoever I chose on the tour and then I, I ate there on Wednesday. Yeah, like when I tell you, I truly <laughs> eat at all the places that we go to on the tour. I got conkin butter sauce with seasoned rice Ugh. and beans and some plantain. And I still have food left over. We oh my serve god, a lot
1: of food. that conch and butter! Oh my god, that's so good.
0: <laughs> that's my favorite dish, hands down. I can't. I've traveled all over. I've been to Paris, Italy, Spain. I've been to Greece. Everywhere in North America, it's so Pop's good. My- every <laughs> time, I will never choose anything else. If that's like, if I, you know, we're gonna give it's you your last diet meal,
1: meal
0: yeah. Extra butter sauce, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's my meal. <laughs>
0: For sure. Those are my two places: so Martha's Deli and Zenny's Restaurant.
1: Okay, so when I go back to Saint Croix, you got to take me to those two places. I got you. Yeah. I actually deal. met someone this morning because I was getting my car washed,
0: and he's leaving Island to- tomorrow. He's going to go to Saint Thomas, and he was telling me that he hadn't had a good food experiences. I said, "What?" I said, "Where have you been going?" All of the places, but one were all tourist places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I'm not knocking tourist places they're there for a reason they serve a purpose because for some people venturing outside of their comfort zone when it comes to food because you're hungry and you know what a hamburger tastes like so you're gonna go burger you're gonna go with fries because you know what they taste like and they're not gonna disappoint and that's all the places that we went to there were all of these typical tourist places that had no, no local influence yeah so I told them to go to Martha's which I hope he has a great time because I didn't get his information or anything. But I, <laughs> I was so confident that I didn't have to say, take my number and let me know how it was. I just knew that he was going to have a great food experience because I literally ate there on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's like just not- I know for sure. I don't know
0: for sure. And he said, well, I, are they going to be open? I said, if they're not open, it's because they had a death in the family or something. Yeah. And I so I even called and their phone line was busy. I was like, yep, they're open because they're, they're so busy taking phone calls that their line is busy.
1: Now you're making me hungry. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That I'm always mad. happens when I have conversations <laughs> with people.
0: Every single time. They're like, I just want to eat something now. All I talk about is food. It's kind of scary because. No, but that's and I guess, good. I my dad, every time he talks to my dad, he's talking about what he just ate, what he's going to eat, or what he's going <laughs> like it's always that's the conversation every single time. And I think that's part of where I got it from. I'm like, oh that breakfast was good, but ooh, dinner's gonna be even better. <laughs> no, that's that's,
1: that's awesome. a good thing to talk about. I love talking about food. I'm always like, What's there to eat? Where can we go to eat? My fiance like Aaron, he's like, okay, we got to eat healthy. And then we have like one day during the weekend where we can eat whatever we want. And I'm like, oh, so Monday hits. I'm like, what are we going to eat? <laughs> and
0: it's, it's, I love, I'm happy that you brought that up because a lot of times people would say, oh, wow, you're eating all this food and you're <laughs> indulging in all these things. And, you know, how do you keep it up? Like, how do you stay fit? Blah, blah, blah. Well, because I know I like to eat, I also like to work out. It doesn't, I'm not loving it. I'm not like waking up on Monday, like, yes, can't wait to go running for two miles. Woo! I'm not, (laughs) that's not the the feeling, but it's more of, ooh, those butter cookies later are gonna hit the spot. Let me get these reps in. You know, that, because I know I enjoy eating. I know I have to work out to do it. And also, I don't eat like that all the time. I don't have conch and butter sauce every week. I wish. No, okay. <laughs> no I, I, don't. I don't. I typically eat fairly healthy. I you know, read labels. I limit my sugar intake. I don't have too much dairy. But because I know I love pizza, I have minimal Ugh. dairy. So that when I get pizza, I can have all extra cheese, extra yeah. fresh mozzarella, give it to me. Oh my god! Now I'm even
1: more hungry.
0: Balance (laughs) is the name of the game. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people don't eat crap every day, and drink your water. And if you were to do those two things, you'll be be better in line to meet whatever goals you have, or just you know maintain at the very least.
1: (sighs) Now I want. Everything. Yeah,
0: you, want pizza, <laughs> you want pumpkin butter sauce and you want a Johnny cake. I know. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's, seriously, yes. I want everything right now. I'm like, I can't oh, wait. Really? I'm like, I can't wait until I can have fried chicken and waffles. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I've been that, craving something. that. Okay. So we're gonna be here all day if we keep talking it's about so, food, because you know, you know. So, you know. so <laughs> and Quinnette, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you?
0: Of course. So I have my website. So com. Crusion is spelled like the rum. If you've never heard of the rum, you are already, you've missed out on half your life. So I'm going to get you caught up, but crujan is spelled with a C R U Z as in zebra a N. And the second half of it is foodie. Cause of course have been talking all about food for this entire episode. <laughs> so food F O O D I E.com. So that's my website. That's where I cover you know, the food culture of the Virgin Islands and the food culture of the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean and beyond. That's really what I cover there on the website. And then of course, on social media, Cruisian Foodie, I'm all the same on all platforms. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those are the three big ones. Instagram, the biggest, because I'm really big on stories. And I've been, you know, just crushing the story game recently. But as of late, I have finally launched my YouTube channel finally. And I've been super excited about that because it's basically Instagram stories in a longer format. And I'm having such a ball doing my vlogs and just sharing our food culture. You it, know, It's just, it's an incredible. I'm really loving it. It's really fun. And so they can also find me on YouTube. Same thing, Crucian Foodie. And that's how you can
1: find me. Those are the four. Yeah. Those are the five, five ways you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Enquina. And hopefully we can meet each other sooner rather than later and we can oh eat together. I'm, well, I'm just kidding. Go and get a COVID
0: test and you can come here and you can like quarantine for two days. We'll have you do another test and it will be a fast one. We won't even have you do a PCR. We'll have you do like this rapid test and then you'll be free to just eat all oh, the food. And we can do yes. all the things.
1: And be on the beach. Oh, be on the beach. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'll send you a picture of the beach. You'll be like, all right, let me do this. Let me hurry
1: up. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: Aaron's going to want to come too. He's like, you're not going without me.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thanks, Anquanette. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Anquanette. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to stay healthy while working from home. Hey, listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow and monetize your own show. I offer one on one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at helloattheoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey. And I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.